Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Join Santa Cruz Shakespeare at its summer festival of exciting live outdoor performances in the Audrey Stanley Grove in De La Viega Park in Santa Cruz. The season features the world premiere of The Formula by Catherine Chetkovich, inspired by Shakespeare's A Midsummer Night's Dream, directed by Ellen McGuire and a co-production with Blissfield. Rounding out the festival are Shakespeare's Twelfth Night and The Tempest. Info and tickets at santacruzshakespeare.org. That's santacruzshakespeare.org. See you in the Grove. Hello, welcome back to another episode of Morgan's Pop Talks. I am so glad that you're here. If you are new here, welcome. Love you like a sis. This is your one-stop shop for all things reality, TV, and pop culture. You guys don't know the logistics of when I record the podcast, how I record the podcast. First, I want to say that I'm on the road. I'm doing a little road trip. LA, Chicago, New York. No, I'm just kidding. I'm in um, rural Ohio. I'm staying at my parents' house because they are in Florida. So I'm in charge of watching my dog who has separation anxiety. So um, I love him, but <laughs> he's he's needy. And also, if you can hear him licking himself like throughout the podcast, I'm sorry, but he does not leave my side. On the other hand, we normally record Wednesdays at three o'clock, which we're getting ready to sit down to record the podcast. And I hop on Instagram one last time actually to get, you know, the listener question for the day. And I see that the verdict for the Johnny Depp Amber Heard trial is in and it would be announced at three o'clock. So I texted my producer, Sam. I'm like, can we like hold on a minute? Because this is must see television. So a little bit of a weird situation. You know, everyone comes into the courtroom and then the judge is like, uh, guys, you forgot to fill out, you know, the I don't even know what it is. I'm not a lawyer. I don't pretend to be one. That's why I had Danny on last week because she knows a lot more than I do. The monetary damages are whatever. I'm making myself sound dumber. But long story short, the jury did not believe Amber Heard. She owes Johnny Depp a total of $13 million, the way that it broke down. Um, Johnny won 15, Amber won one count of defamation, and that is when Johnny Depp essentially called it a hoax. Um, so she won $2 million. So, you know, when you shake it all out, she owes Johnny Depp a lot of money, $13 million. Um, Wow, what a wild ride we went on with this Johnny Depp trial. I mean, even from interviews that we've had on MPT the past couple of weeks, we've all said we don't remember a trial that got this much press literally since the OJ trial. So is it morbid to say I'm going to miss it? Because I kind of am. Okay. Anyways, before we get into this week's pop three, I also want to give you guys a little sprinkle on my personal life. David, my British South African fiance back in the States in nine days, baby. Nine days. It's been two months since I've seen him. He's in London right now. That's where he lives. I woke up 
two a text from David this morning. It was a photo of Pete and Kim in London. It was 5.20 in the morning David sent me this text message, and it said in all capital letters, Skeet in London. I just want to remind you to marry the right person. And when I got this text message this morning, I knew that I'm marrying the right person. He's coming back to the States in nine days. All of our immigration paperwork has been submitted. So fingers crossed that that moves quickly. I found my wedding dress. Okay, I can't talk about it because it literally freaks me out. So let's get into this week's pop three. The pop three is the biggest headlines of the week. We're going to start with Becca and Thomas. Are you ready? We're always ready to read an Instagram caption on MPT because here we go. Becca proposed to Thomas this weekend and on Instagram, she said in the ultimate plot twist, he said, yes, we've been keeping the secret just between us and close family and friends for a while, but we're so excited to shout it from the rooftops. I finally found my chauffeur for life and the one who makes my heart smile every single day. I can't wait to do it all with you, Tommy. Thanks for making me the happiest gal alive. I love you to the moon and back. So we know Becca and Thomas, uh, they met on Bachelor in Paradise last season. They actually broke up Um, coming off of paradise. Becca has been engaged twice before this, both on uh, the bachelor franchise. Of course she got engaged to Ari on his season. And then he ended their engagement to be with Lauren. And then Becca was the bachelorette. She got engaged to Garrett. They called off their engagement some time ago, which is why I don't mind the switcheroo. I just don't, I'm not like self-confident enough in myself to ever ask David to marry me. But I think if it was like my third go around, I might be more open to trying different things, especially because she's been engaged to twice on the franchise. You know what I mean? So it's like, she's been through this two times now, two times now, third time's a charm, hopefully. So she's like, you know what? I want to have a different experience this time around. I want to make it special for Thomas, which I think was really cool. I wonder how he feels about it. I feel like Thomas is secure enough in his masculinity to like not mind it because some guys would mind it. Some guys would be like, no, I have to ask you. But I feel like he was like, all right, cool. They really did the bait and switch with us though, because Thomas has been going on all these podcasts, you know, talking about when he's going to propose to Becca, how he's going to propose to Becca. So I feel like they did, they bait and switched us. You know who I think is like probably pissed right now? Dean and Kaylin, because they also have been on this train where Kaylin's like, oh, I want to propose to Dean. I feel like it would be cool to make something special about him. And this is going to be the meanest thing I say on the podcast. I'm doing it with love and light. But Kaylin, your whole relationship is about Dean, sis. So like you lived in a van for a year because Dean wanted to live in a van for a year. So I don't know. I feel like they're just different situations with Dean and Kaylin and um, Becca and Thomas. But you know what? Whatever floats your boat, keep it floating. Number two in this week's pop three, Ramona. (laughs) Ramona leaked all of Teresa Judice's wedding info. The internet was in a tizzy when Ramona Singer went on her Instagram story to show off the lavish wedding invitation that Teresa and Louis sent to her. Um, 
Also showing the world Teresa and Louis' wedding details. Time, place, date, wedding website. (laughs) We shouldn't be surprised, though, because Ramona has done this before. In the past, she posted her bank account to her Instagram story. Someone's got to help her. Someone has got to help Ramona. She should have somebody running her social media accounts for her because it's not going well. I was not quick enough on the draw to see any of the the wedding website, but I am friends with people who were. So Face Reality 16 on Instagram got all the tea. Jackie, Marge, Dolores, and Melissa all invited as guests. Kenya, Kenya Moore, Luann de Lesseps, Dina, and Jennifer in the wedding party, bridesmaids. Kyle, Cynthia, and Ramona are invited too, uh, Andy also. A lot to unpack here, but let's just start with the guests that surprised us. Uh, Marge? The last thing we saw, she hated Marge. Literally hated Marge, was convinced that she was out to destroy Louie. Now she's invited to the wedding. That makes me hopeful that maybe they've resolved some things. I think the more likely scenario is that they're filming The Real Housewives of New Jersey right now and the cast is invited because the newbie can't remember her name right now. uh, The new housewife is also invited. The wedding party, the bridesmaids, Kenya Moore and Luann, Dale Sepps, over Dolores and Melissa. Everyone's always like, I can't believe Melissa's not a bridesmaid. I'm like, I I can believe that Melissa is not a bridesmaid. They don't like each other. And just because you're family doesn't mean you necessarily have to be in each other's weddings. But I do think it's interesting when you have Kenya and Luann, which I don't, I guess I don't know the history of their relationship from an outsider looking in. Didn't they just meet on the Real Housewives Ultimate Girls Trip like last year? Over Dolores, someone who has been your friend for the past 15, 20 years. Make it make sense. I feel like it should really just be her daughters in the bridal party. I don't know. What do I know? Nothing makes sense when it comes to Teresa Judice. So two birds of a feather flock together. Her and Ramona will have just a great time at that wedding. The last headline in this week's pop three is drama around Lisa Rinna. I actively ignore Lisa Renna's Instagram page <laughs> because I just the dancing and the nakedness. I'm a prude, so I I don't like it. But some people like it. it whatever floats your boat, as I have said before. But so much has happened with Lisa Renna this week on her Instagram. There are two big stories that we're going to get into. The first one was this weekend. Lisa Renna posted someone's private cell phone number on her Instagram story. Uh, The person's name is Patrick Somers. He has 138,000 followers. The fight between these two in itself without context is kind of hard to understand, um, but we'll get into a theory after I give you the details first. So it was a text from an unsaved number that said, Lisa, you need to stop with your rumors and lies about me. There's plenty I can expose about you, dot, dot, dot. So Lisa Renna screenshotted that. She like wiped, she like blacked out the number, but I guess you can, I don't know the correct terminology for it. Like there's a way that you can see a phone number even if it's blacked out. Um, So Lisa Renna screenshotted that and she wrote, you exposed yourself. Hey, expose away. Can't wait to see what you've got. 
So then Patrick goes again and says, at least Arena, why are you starting drama with someone that is half your age? You overfilled ancient dinosaur. Let that one simmer for a second. He continued, anyways, here's Lisa's number since she posted mine. And he did the same thing where he like scratched it out. But people can find it out. Wow. Wow. And and you're like, what? Who is this guy? Why are they fighting? So he said in his Instagram story that he originally met Lisa Renna um, while production was happening for a housewife spinoff featuring husbands was being made and, you know, quote, drama started from the beginning. So I listened to Heather McDonald's um, Juicy Scoop podcast, and she was saying that this guy, Patrick, was slated for an upcoming show that he and Lisa Renna had met at an event and had talked for a while, but somehow or another, the conversation went left. So there's event number one. Let's get into event number two. Kelly Dodd and Lisa Renna also got into it this week on Instagram. I believe it was a page six Instagram reel about Todd Chrisley, which is this week's deep dive. So keep this all in the back of your head because we're going to talk about it in a little bit. The reel said, Todd Chrisley's ex-business partner said, we had a gay affair and paid off a black mailer. I mean, that's a lot to chew on just for right there, but I need you to stay with me. So Kelly Dodd commented on that video and said, Harry Hamlin is next, insinuating that Harry has been in a gay affair, which like Kelly, full stop, sis. Like, why does she continue to do this stuff? I I cannot wrap my head around the fact that Kelly Dodd has been off of The Real Housewives for years, and she still continues to act like she is one. And to me, it's like, I don't know if it's genius or nuts, because at least what we got on the show was her real true self, because she really is nuts, full on nuts. So Lisa clapped back at Kelly's suggestion that she was Harry's beard. This is what Lisa put. It was Lisa with a uh, photoshopped beard on her, you know, insinuating that she's Harry's beard. And it said, good morning to Kelly Dodd and Kelly Dodd only. And had like a little laughing, crying emoji. (laughs) The reason why I don't feel bad about this is because I think both Kelly and Lisa are both people who think all publicity is good publicity. I think they both like any time that their name is out there, no matter what the context of that is. Um, And do I agree with what Kelly Dodd did? Absolutely not. I don't agree with like 99% of what Kelly Dodd does. But the stuff about Harry has been out forever and we never get any of it on the show. And it's like, really, Lisa Renna, the truth police, the justice police of all people, you don't want to address anything that goes on with the rumors about Harry. I mean, there's rumors that he doesn't live with her full time. Remember Kim Richards, the wine glass thrown on the table. You don't want to talk about the husband. And then the wine glass goes, don't you ever. I mean, we all know it lives in housewife's infamy. I don't like to speculate on, you know, people being gay or not. I think it's not right for people to do that. Um, But I will say that, you know, Lisa Renna doesn't address any of the stuff that goes on. Like, this is the same situation as Teresa and Louie, where you have all this stuff in the press and they just assume you're not going to talk about it. Like, oh my God, Harley, no barking. 
He's just going to be my my guest for this week's episode. Okay. Anyways, why does Rinna get a free pass not to talk about Harry? I don't know, but I think it's interesting that the only time we ever get any Harry content is when Lisa's making up that Harry is mad that Garcelle didn't text, thank you for the sauce. It's weird. All right, we're going to take a quick break. I'm going to clean up my dog's puke that he just did on the carpet, and we're going to get into our deep dive all about the Chrisley trial. Yes, Todd and Julie Chrisley are on trial right now. I'll tell you why and the major bombshells that are being talked about in court next. Here's to the great American settlers, the millions of you who settled for unsatisfying jobs because they pay the bills. Of course, there is something else you could do if you got something to say. Start a podcast with Spreaker from iHeart and unleash your creative freedom. Maybe even earn enough money to one day tell your old boss, hey, I'm no settler, I'm an explorer. Spreaker.com, S-P-R-E-A-K-E-R. Hustle on over today. You hear that? That's the sound of me. A race car driver taking a turn at 200 miles per hour. And because I drive fast, I'm the perfect person to talk about how to protect your car and home, right? So let's shift this into high gear and get... This spokes athlete has been interrupted by AAA Insurance. With affordable auto and home insurance plus America's most recommended roadside assistance, AAA doesn't need athlete endorsements because we offer coverage confidence. Visit AAA.com for details and choose coverage confidence. AAA, outsmart life. All right, now for my favorite part of the episode, the deep dive. What is it that you want to know more about? What do you think? Oh, there's just so much going on with this. I don't have the time or energy to look it up. That's why I do it for you. Every single week on my Instagram at Morgan P Talks, I open up the deep dive submissions for what questions you want answered. This week, our question comes from Dawn. Hey, Morgan, it's Dawn from Middleburg Heights, Ohio. I need the cliff notes on the Chrisley fraud trial. It's probably pretty juicy, way too much to Google. Love you. Love the pod. Thanks for the tea. Thank you, Dawn. Love you like a sis. Yes, the Chrisleys are on trial. And this kind of got lost in the sauce because we've all been so hyper-focused on Johnny Depp and Amber Heard. The Chrisley trial is pretty, pretty wild. So Todd and Julie, uh, they're in the middle of a federal trial in Georgia. The family, the Chrisleys, if you don't know who they are, they rose to fame on the USA show Chrisley Knows Best. It's set in Georgia. It follows Todd and Julie as they raise their three kids, Savannah, Chase, and Grayson, and also uh, Grandma Faye always makes some appearances. So it's important to know that Todd also has two other children from a previous marriage that aren't really featured on the show. Um, they'll be important, Kyle and Lindsay. So Todd and Julie are in court on federal charges that include bank fraud and tax evasion. So the original indictment happened in August of 2019, um, but a new indictment was filed in February. So prosecutors are saying that Todd and Julie submitted false documents to banks to get loans and failed to pay federal income taxes for like a number of years. Um, the accountant who worked for them is also facing charges. All three of them have pleaded not guilty. So this trial started about two weeks ago, and we'll start with the opening statements. Um, according to Insider, Assistant U.S. Attorney, her name is Annalise Peters, told the jury during the prosecution's opening statement in the trial of Todd and Julie that the couple, quote, 
made up documents and they lie through their teeth to get whatever they want whenever they want it. Um, Essentially living beyond their means, forging documents to get loans. You get it. The Chrisleys have denied all the charges and their lawyer is blaming all bank fraud and tax evasion on one of their former employees, Mark Braddock. Mark Braddock is a key player in this trial. He actually is the person that turned the couple into the FBI, but there's a lot more with Mark Braddock, so keep him in the back of your mind. Todd's attorney, his name is Bruce H. Morris, said in his opening statement that Braddock impersonated Chrisley to commit these crimes. So Todd has also said that he only has up to an eighth grade education. So he's like, I would not even know how to, you know, fake loan documents. I don't know how to do any of that. I only have an eighth grade education. He also says that Braddock was the one handling everything and Todd trusted him to sign his name, do things on his behalf, um, et cetera. Pro tip. Don't do that. Don't trust anybody, especially when it comes to pretty important stuff like that. Um, we're going to come back to Mark in a second. So the Chrisley's account, and his name is Peter Tarantino, is also charged with one count of conspiracy to defraud the United States and two counts of willfully filing false tax returns. His attorney said Tarantino was an accountant who failed the CPA exam many times over 20 years and was unqualified to handle the Chrisley's finances and quote was in over his head. So the ex-assistant, Mark Braddock, who's already admitted in court that he committed bank fraud for the Chrisley's, you know, by using exaggerated income, you know, to apply for loans to support this lavish lifestyle. He also testified in court that he had been in an extramarital affair with Todd Chrisley for a year. Speculation about Todd being gay has been a thing since the show came out. And like I said, I'm just personally not the kind of person that wants to speculate on those kind of things. I have a terrible gaydar anyways. Like someone has to really sit down and tell me and then I'll understand, oh, that person is gay. Like I just, it just does not compute in my brain. I don't look at somebody and say, oh, they're gay. So I don't know. Is he a little bit more feminine? Maybe, but I feel like some guys are. I feel like, especially in the South, you know, this Southern hospitality, um, maybe it could be misconstrued in a certain way. Todd has never been offended, you know, by the fact that people thought he might be gay. He always said, um, and I'm paraphrasing, but he's like, you know, the only reason I would be offended is if I thought it was wrong to be gay. And I don't think that. So he never had like a bad taste in his mouth that people would say that. But he also said that it was not true. You know, obviously that he was married to Julie. He had been married before. So now Mark Braddock is testifying that the two of them were in a relationship together. So according to page six, after the alleged affair ended, which Continued for about a year, according to him. Braddock said the two men continued a friendship until 2012 that he likened to a brotherhood, which that's that's a, a strange shift, right? Like to go from lovers to brothers. Well, I don't know about that. Uh, during that time, Braddock worked for Todd's uh, foreclosure management company, Chrisley Asset Management. And he testified that they began to receive anonymous texts threatening to expose them for fraud and their alleged affair. So Braddock testified that one text said, pay cash and we'll shut up. 
So he claimed he then went and withdrew four different payments of $9,500, totaling thirty-eight grand from his bank account. He then gave it to Todd to pay off the blackmailer. That's Mark's story. So Todd's attorney, Bruce Morris, mentioned him before, alleged in his opening statement that Braddock was, quote, obsessed with Todd Chrisley, wanted to be him, and, you know, a sentiment that was reiterated during his cross-examination um, per Business Insider was that he was just obsessed. He wanted to be him. He, I mean, there's no other way to put it. He was obsessed with him. So there's all that drama. Second, the daughter, Lindsay, testified defending Todd in this bank fraud and tax evasion trial per insider. She was really defending her dad and backing him up. But this struck people and even people in the court as a little bit strange because they have had um, a tumultuous relationship in the past, a very publicly tumultuous relationship because of a sex tape scandal. On the stand, Lindsay was faced with some old emails that she actually sent to the FBI accusing Todd and Chase, that's um, the other brother, he's he's, um, the middle child of Julie and Todd, accusing Todd and Chase of extorting her by threatening her to release the sex tape. Um, In those messages, she called her dad a monster, claimed that he was trying to exploit her. Um, She went on Dr. Phil. She went on Dr. Phil to talk about the accusation. The tape, this is some juice, was allegedly with Robbie Hayes from The Bachelor and potentially a second one, allegedly with Josh Murray from The Bachelor. And all of this went on while Lindsay was married to somebody else. So on the stand, the reports are saying that Lindsay became very abrasive, even the judge saying, you're not doing anybody any favors by answering questions like that. Trust me, trust me, like you got to calm down. So it was very, very tense. Lindsay says that she no longer believes that Todd Chrisley was involved in the extortion. She's now blaming it on Mark, Mark Braddock, this guy that they are claiming is you know, essentially out to get him. Um, She alleged that Mark Braddock was someone who actually extorted her in the past. Lindsay and Mark worked together at Chrisley Asset Management more than, you know, 10 years ago. And at the time, Lindsay was living in some, I don't know if it was an apartment or a townhouse, uh, something that Todd was paying for. And one of the rules, Lindsay was like 20. One of the rules was that Lindsay could not have guys over at this place. He's like, I want you to focus on school, focus on work. I don't want any guys. So Mark Braddock supposedly showed up to this house where she had her boyfriend there. The boyfriend is now the husband, by the way. So this is like against her father's wishes. Mark took pictures of them in bed together and said, you know, this is for safekeeping. So they're kind of threatening, extorting her, a little bit of blackmail, like, you know, if you ever come for me, I'll show this to your dad and he'll take this apartment away from you. Woo, it's a wild ride. We have one more testimony to get through. Her name is Donna Cash, and this one's shorter. She also worked at Todd Chrisley's asset management company, testified that Mark Braddock directed her to commit financial fraud with him to sabotage Todd's life. 
According to Insider, Donna Cash said that she sent fake financial documents to loan companies and lied about the health of the company at the direction of her boss, but eventually stopped when the Chrisley's family home was on the brink of foreclosure. She said, I did some bad things, but that was one thing I wasn't going to do. So wowza, there's your deep dive, get you up to speed on where they are now in the trial. Um, Overall, they said the trial was supposed to last um, four weeks, and I believe we're about halfway through. So maybe we'll do another deep dive when it's all said and done. If I had to do some speculation, it kind of seems like this Mark Braddock guy is obsessed and wants to ruin Todd and Julie's life. Um, But I don't know. The tea is piping hot. All right, we're going to wrap up this week's episode with another juicy story that has taken the internet by storm, and that is Mom Talk. I know it's not anything reality TV or pop culture, but it is TikTok, which I am actively on, and it is just blown up everywhere. And it is insanity. So mom talk, essentially, is this group of moms, young moms, who live in Utah and are Mormon. There's like... 10 of them, 10 women and their husbands also participate in this mom talk. I'm now dubbing them the soft swinger society because they came out, well, one person in particular, her name is Taylor, um, came out and said, my husband Tate and I are getting a divorce. These people are TikTok famous. They have like millions of followers. So everybody knows Taylor. Everybody knows Tate. She goes on this TikTok live and she's like, yes, we're getting divorced for a couple of reasons, um, but also because I stepped out of my quote, soft swinging agreement. I've said it before, I'm prude, so I did not know that a a soft swinger like was a thing, but essentially what a soft swinger is, is that you're allowed to hook up with other people's husbands, you're allowed to hook up with other people's wives, but you can't go all the way and you can't be alone with that person. So um, I guess people like to watch. Like, Like, am I just completely out of touch? Mormons don't do that, right? Surely not. And when they said they were a Mormon, I don't know a lot about the Mormon faith, but they're in like crop tops. They're getting turned. They're doing like the little TikTok booty dances. And and I I don't do Mormon people do that. I thought they didn't do that. I thought that Heather Gay said she was a bad Mormon because she was drinking. So um, I don't know. Back to the soft swinging agreement. So that was the agreement. You're allowed to do whatever, but it has to be in the presence of your spouse and you can't go off. Well, Taylor went off with this guy and they stepped out of the agreement. But Taylor kind of threw everybody under the bus while she was doing it. She's like, yep, all of us here at Mom Talk, we're in the soft swinger society. That's why I'm getting divorced. Two other couples are getting divorced because of it. And it sent everybody into a tizzy because now we're trying to figure out who's the other two couples that are getting divorced from mom talk. Who is it that Taylor cheated on Tate with because they're all in these videos, you know, doing it's about damn time dances together. I don't freaking know. So all of the mom talk soft swinger society showed up with their batches of honor. They were like, I did not participate in the breaking of the soft swing society rules. Like at least three or four couples got on there and they were like, wasn't me. 
I didn't break the rules. It wasn't me. I didn't break the rules. So my good friend Jordan, she works at Barstool. She's also a TikToker at Jordan would know. She's been covering this from the beginning. And Taylor, the one that's getting a divorce, actually commented on one of her videos and said, let me clear it up. I stated a couple divorces in our friend group, not mom talk, dot, dot, dot. 98% of mom talk is not involved. So she's saying that the other people that are getting divorced aren't on social media. And the Redditors have been doing their due diligence. Erica Jane Styles is doing their due diligence. McKenna and Brayden are the names of the people who are getting divorced, but nobody knows who McKenna and Brayden are because they're not on social media. They're not on mom talk. And as far as I know, they broke the soft swinger society rules and regulations. It's kind of a letdown in my opinion. Um, It's like if you're going to drag all of us into your mess that we love, we love mess. Let's just be honest. At least give us some juice at the end. Like, knowing who the other couple was. Taylor seems like very completely unbothered by the end of her marriage. (laughs) So it's like maybe it was self-sabotage, like a soft swinger society self-sabotage. Say that five times fast. Now I'm convinced that we don't really need the Real Housewives of Salt Lake City. We need the soft swinger society. So Andy, if you're listening, get a camera crew. Stat. All right, you guys, thanks so much for hanging out. Another episode of Morgan's Pop Talks in the books. I had a lot of energy today. I had two coffees, which is great for me, great for you listening. I'm not going to be able to sleep tonight, but who needs it? Make sure you rate and review. I'm going to annoy you about it until you do it. A little five-star rating, a little boop, boop, takes five seconds. Also, please recommend this podcast to a dear friend. We're all friends around here. We're all sisters around here. So let's grow the fam any way possible. Okay, I'm going to stop now. Love you like a sis. Bye. Oh, we could, we could fly. This is your summer. That means Six Flags and the taste of an ice-cold Coca-Cola. We're talking thrilling coasters, amazing animal attractions, and this. Coke is summer refreshment, so you can hop on another ride. Like the all-new Sidewinder Safari. Six Flags and Coca-Cola. Come make it yours. Visit SixFlags.com slash Coke to save up to $20 off passes or daily tickets starting at $39.99. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino online. I was only playing for fun, so winning was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's favorite free online social casino. You, too, could have the chance to win life-changing cash prizes. Absolutely anybody could be like Mary. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumboCasino.com and play for free now. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice of the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of the winner.